Hello, this is Terry Cheek, pastor of Calvary Baptist Church in Marion, North Carolina. I want to thank you for choosing our broadcast, and my prayer is that it will be an encouragement to your walk with the Lord. Comments or questions can be directed to me via the link on our sermon audio page. Now, on to your selection. As I shared with the children just a few moments ago, we are looking at a new year. And as we do, as we look forward to 2019, we do need to look back on 2018. And we want to celebrate the successes of 2018. And I'm sure there were many in your homes and many in your lives. I know there were many in this church. We want to celebrate those successes, but we also want to not just rest there. We want to look forward into 2019 And we want to be asking, how can I be more in tune with what God wants out of my life? How can I be more in tune with what God desires from me through the work of this church and inside of our community and in the things that we do and in the things that we that we say, the work that we have to do here? And I realize we're limited in our resources But let's be realistic. Every church has their limitations. It doesn't matter if you're looking at a church of 20 or a church of 20,000. There are limitations. There are places that they can go and things they can do and there are things that they can't do and places that they can't go. Large numbers do not always mean a large ministry. Small numbers often mean a much greater and much more robust ministry in the communities just simply because they have less corporate things to work through. They're not like a big corporate giant that has to go through and turn the wheels of a big machine. The small church is comprised of the individual Christian. But it means it needs one thing. And we're going to look at that this morning. So join me, beginning with verse 23. And being let go, they went to their own company and reported all that the chief priest and the elders had said unto them. And when they heard that, they lifted up their voice to God with one accord and said, Lord, thou art God which hast made heaven and earth and the sea and all that in them is who by the mouth of thy servant David hast said, Why did the heathen rage? And the people imagined vain things. The kings of the earth stood up, and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ. For of a truth against thy holy child Jesus, whom thou hast anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, with the Gentiles and the people of Israel were gathered together, for to do whatsoever thy hand and thy counsel determined before to be done. And now, Lord, behold their threatenings, and grant unto thy servant that with all boldness they may speak thy word, by stretching forth thine hand to heal, and that signs and wonders may be done by the name of the holy child Jesus. And when they had prayed, The place was shaken where they were assembled and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and they spake 
the Word of God with boldness. I want you to think with me this morning for a little while on entering and maintaining boldness through 2019. Boldness. When we open in our passage, we see from the beginning and being let go. Well, Peter and James, Peter and John, excuse me, Peter and John had been visiting the temple. Peter and John had been preaching. Peter and John had come across a a person, a beggar. He was crippled and lame. And he was begging for, for alms from people who were coming up the main steps, going into the temple. Peter didn't have anything to give him, but he said, of what I do have, I will give to you. And that was Jesus. And he reached down, and in the name of Jesus, he, he called upon that man to walk and to gain his legs, and he did. And he got up and he walked. And he went and he told all of the people everything that the Lord had done to him through Peter and through John and through the preaching and through what they were sharing. And the scribes and the Pharisees and the leaders, they all got really angry. And they went and they arrested these men. And they, they, they brought them before the council. And what they were wanting to do, they were wanting the council to agree to execute them. They were wanting to stone them to death. But the council wouldn't do that. They wouldn't do that. Instead, instead one of them, a very wise man, he said, he said, think of it this way. If this is true, if this is of God, you will not stop it. And if it isn't, it will stop itself. So they decided not to execute them, but they beat them. They beat them and they scourged them and they told them, do not preach anymore. Do not preach Jesus anymore. And then they release them. And that's where our passage picks up. Now for many today, if that would happen to many, if not all, church members today, what would happen is we would come back and we would be all over social media. We would be bringing up and trying to get all kinds of protests together. We would be wanting to march over some, in front of some political building or outside of some politician's office, we would be trying to get all of the attention that we could. We would want retaliation. We would want to be vindicated. Our rights. Our rights had been violated. So we want vindication. That's the way we think today. And politically speaking, that's probably a proper approach. But Christianity does not always follow the lines of political correctness. So here we are. What would happen today? How would we approach it today? How would God have us approach persecution? How would God have us approach conflict? How would God have us approach all of the stumbling blocks that the devil throws in front of? And he does throw them in front of us. We can go after them with vindication and retaliation 
and we can demand our rights and we can demand everything that uh, that is due us under a constitution of our own creation. Or we can come to God and to God's Word. And that's where I want to take us today. Because you see, what we learn from God's Word is when they heard what had happened, <coughs> they didn't go to a political event. They did not go outside of Herod's house and march. They did not go outside of Pontius Pilate's house and march. They didn't take to the streets, turning over cars and burning things. No. They lifted up their voice to God. They lifted up their voice to God, seeking His moving in His hand. And what they used for that was the idea and the thought and the witness of what they had saw with Christ. Christ was an innocent man. Christ had done nothing wrong. He was sinless. And yet they turned against Him. And instead of Christ retaliating, Christ, with love and with humility, turned Himself over obediently to God's will. And here they were trying to do the same. And that's what I want to encourage you to do looking at 2019. Turn yourself over to God's will. Not because you have been harmed or persecuted, not because of those things, but they will come. Just as you found problems and difficulties in 2018, just as you saw struggles and problems in 2018, just as you had your feelings hurt and you felt like you had been intruded upon in 2018, you're going to feel those same things in 2019. They're coming. I can't tell you from who. I can't tell you how it's going to look. I can't tell you what's going to happen in your life, but I can tell you just as sure as you're sitting here today, you are going to have difficulties and problems in 2019, and the first response that's going to come from you is, I've got to get even. I've got to retaliate. Now, I'm not talking about justice for crimes and things of that nature. If a crime is committed against you, then you follow the natural course of the law that is laid down. And that's what you follow and that's what you let it take its course. But it's not a matter of you seeking retaliation. Let God have His way in your life. Instead of praying for God to strike someone down, pray for God to save them. Instead of praying for God to vindicate you over being wronged or being lied to or lied about, being slandered, being gossiped. Ask God to move in that person's heart and in that person's life. Ask God to save them. You say, I don't know if I can do that. I appreciate your honesty. Because it's difficult. It's difficult to do it with a pure heart with a genuine and a sincere heart because you see that's the problem that we have we can say that we pray for someone that has hurt us but do we really approach that prayer with a sincere and a pure heart do we really approach them and 
put it out there because we want to see God move in their life or is it just to make us feel better about how we really feel inside? When we look at boldness as it's given here, we have to look at what these people were facing. We have to look at the ordeals they were coming through and they were living in in a daily basis. And they still loved God enough to boldly seek His will in all matters that they were facing. Not that they had just came through, but that they were looking at moving ahead. So if we're going to boldly look at 2019, we have to learn from 2018. We have to learn about what went right. We have to learn about what went wrong. We have to learn, how ask the question, how do I repeat what went right and how do I prevent what went wrong? The things that I failed at, how do I, how do I not do them again? The things that worked out well in my life, how do I repeat those over and over in 19 and keep them working and keep them moving? And it's not a matter of wanting them to be done out of, out of entertainment or wanting them to be done for personal success. But boldly, when we look at where we're going in 2019, I see this row of pews over here. They're empty. This, this column is empty. Do we want people in those pews in 2019? I mean, do we really want people in those pews? Do we want them here every Sunday? Do we want them here every Sunday night? Do we want them here every Wednesday night? Do we want them here in every service? Do we want to hear them singing? Do we want to see them in the choir? Do we want to see this side of the church as full or fuller than this side of the church? How boldly are we willing to go out there and do that? How boldly are we willing to put ourselves into it? Do we want to see people saved in 2019? I know on my Twitter feed there was a question that came about that what was the most significant thing in your ministry in 2018? And I thought about everything that had happened in the life of this church, everything that had happened over the broadcast ministry, everything that had happened through my work in the community and the ministry there and in the prison. And you know what I came out with? The most significant thing that happened in my ministry was being able to stir the baptismal waters in this church. Why? Because that indicated God's work in the lives of people here inside this congregation. If we want to see that repeated, if we want to see this church making a difference in the community that we are in, in the county that we're in, in 2019, we have to boldly go after it. Not based upon our thoughts. 
not based upon our ideas, not based upon our decisions, but prayerfully and genuinely reading God's Word and seeking God's direction. How would God have me pursue His work in 2019 and do it boldly and do it truthfully and do it with love and do it with compassion so that others can come and can enjoy so that we can fill up this side of the church. We have an opportunity knocking on the door. We have an opportunity to touch this community. There are Christians, there are born-again Christians out here in this community who are not attending church this morning because honestly they don't feel like there's a church that they want to go to. They're, they feel displaced for many reasons. They may have grown up in church. They may have, they may have served in the church. But then as they become a young adult, they may have strayed and wandered away from the church. And they may have gotten a bad reputation for themselves. Or they may have been characterized in a bad way. And sadly, they may have been ostracized from certain congregations and certain churches. And they feel like, there's none for me. I would love to be in God's house, but there's none for me. There are an older generation of people out here who don't go to church because they don't understand contemporary Christianity. And because that's what many churches are going to, they don't feel it. Well, we have some contemporary aspects in our church, but we also have some traditional aspects in our church. There is, There are groups of people in this county, I'm telling you now, there are groups of people in this county, young and old alike, who have seats over here on this side of the sanctuary, and all we have to do is boldly go after them and let them know we have a seat for them. And let them know that there is a place in God's house for them. It does not matter about the decisions they made in the past. It does not matter about who they used to be. Who do they want to be? Who are they going to allow God to make them out of? God can forgive whatever they got themselves into. There may be some consequences that come with that that will be with them the rest of their life, but that is what it is. That's up to us to help them through those things. But you know what? Putting a flashing sign at the road that says open for business is not going to reach them. And I use that as an illustration. Just putting, a, just unlocking the door on Sunday morning is not going to reach them. Dumping large amounts of money in campaigns is not going to reach them. We're going to reach them by being bold. By being personal. 
when you read this passage, when the apostles were let go, they didn't go to social media and put on their Facebook page what had happened to them. They went to their own company. They went face to face to their own people. And they told, they reported everything that had happened to them. And those that had heard it and those that were there, they lifted up their voice to God with one accord. That means they were in agreement. That means they were there for the glory of God. They were praising God for bringing them home. They were praising God for the witness and the testimony that He got out of what happened to them. And they were crying out for God to do more through that church. Do more through us. Now think about that. Two preachers in the church, they go and they're street preaching. And they spiritually help somebody there at the, at the church, outside the church where they're preaching. And here the religious leaders in the community jump on them and drag them in and say, hey, you can't do that. And they wind up trying to destroy them and do all kinds of harm to them and even kill them. And then they send them home and they say, don't you come back here preaching that stuff again. Did the church say, oh my goodness, we've offended somebody? We've offended somebody. We need to, we need to apologize and we need to do this and we need to make this right and we don't need to go stirring up stuff. No. They didn't. They knew what they were doing was the work of God and the moving of God and they were praying for the boldness to continue that. They didn't say, oh my, I don't want to go do that because those people might do to me what they did to the preacher. They didn't say that either. Say, God, give me boldness. Are you willing to talk to people about Jesus? Boldly go and talk to people about Jesus. I'm not talking about grab somebody and just browbeat them into it. But I mean, when you're in a conversation with them, does Jesus come up? Jesus ought to just naturally flow. Boldly. Boldly go. Boldly walk. Boldly seek the path that God wants. And now, Lord, behold their threatenings and grant unto thy servants that with all boldness they may speak thy word. Do we want to speak the word of God in 2019? I'm not talking about preach it. I'm talking about have it abundantly obvious in our life. No questions. Nobody has to ask. If I'm a Christian, nobody has to ask if I go to church. Nobody has to ask any of these things. They just know it's that bold and that obvious.
that ought to be where we're at, where we at at the end of 2018. And looking into 2019, what can I do to be bolder? God, what would you have me to do? God, how would you work through me for 2019? Let's pray. Heavenly Father and Lord God, as we bow before you today, this is the last Sunday morning service of 2018. And Heavenly Father, I do thank you for all of the work and all of the miracles and all of the blessings that you have brought through this church in this year. But God, I boldly come to you this morning asking you to not stop there. Build a fire of revival in the hearts and the lives of the people in this congregation. And have us look boldly to you to move forward in this community. There are folks out here that aren't in church this morning and should be. I believe there's some out there today who want to be in church. God, they're just looking for the right place. And I believe many of them belong here. God, I pray for you to open doors into those lives. And I pray for you to send us boldly with your word as your servant. Lead God and direct us and give us all that hunger to seek your boldness as we move from 2018 to 2019. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.